Oh no, who's calling me? This guy is calling me again. Oh, oh hi. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, happy Friday. Friday. And we are beginning the day how we ended it yesterday. So stop uh, it, stop I it. have people calling me on my phone. And uh, Frankie's having mouse problems, and um, no, we're good, we're good. You know, but if in case we didn't know what day it was today, uh, I don't know if uh, this isn't here, but if uh, any of our fans are from the Cleveland area, uh, this was shared with me this morning, and I love this. Very funny. Now, for the most important question of the morning: What day is it? It's Friday. It's Friday. <laughs> I think we may good. have to start that. Uh, we might. I, I, I think we may have to do that. Uh, I think it's great. I think it's it's great. funny. It's uh, right now for the most important question of the morning. And there it is again. <laughs> <laughs> because it's Friday. <laughs> it's Friday. It's Friday. <laughs> oh, I didn't even see that before. I didn't see the little. Uh... <laughs> you know, if anything is going to get us through the day, it's certainly laughter. Laughter, exactly. Um, yes, that well, was funny. Welcome to live from Rabs from inside Rabs Country Lanes. Uh, it is day. Now, is what day of the quarantine? It is thirty two. Thirty two. Day thirty two. We think. <laughs> We think we're counting right. <laughs> and this is episode 27. Uh, you know, we were just saying, uh, and you guys laugh when we say this, and I've got, we've, we get some great text messages and messages from you, and we really appreciate it. Um, you know, we're, we're doing this for the, for the reasons to stay in touch and uh, so that you're in front of our face, and it's been greatly received, and we appreciate that. Yes, we do. Um, but I, what, were you, what were you just saying? <laughs> I was just telling Frankie that over the last few days that I've gotten uh, text from people, you know, thanking us for doing it. And uh, it gives them something to look forward in the day. And it gives them a little laugh in the middle of the day. And, uh, you know, it's something that we started just to, I mean, this is basically how we are in our office all day. But like Frankie said, we're now just doing it in front of you. But um, So maybe we have to move into the office and make them feel like they're, they're part of the uh, inner sanctum. Yeah, there's a Rams. whole different dynamic in the office. <laughs> this is this is exactly what does happen. So uh, welcome. Welcome to the office. Welcome to the office. <laughs> you know, uh, this morning started off a little rough. I got a tech. Naz text me. We're going back a usual day. And Naz said, hey, I don't know what you're in for today. So... Naz might be what I was the other day. No, I wasn't. Okay? We're diffusing today some <laughs> some doTERRA balance. And uh, as, uh, as, as <laughs> I don't even know what kind of words to use. You know, there's some anxiety that uh, is kind of starting to reveal itself here. But... Uh, you know, you just have to take some deep breaths. And so it's not just me. It's no, it's not just you. Right. I, I, I'm not going to rant. It, there's, there's no, there's no need in doing that. Um, 
We're good. We're just going to get through the day. We're we just going to get through the we're day. Gonna, every day. We're going to get through every day. And, yeah. uh, and Brian is asking how Ray is, and Ray is right here. Uh, Director Ray hasn't hasn't missed a show. Uh, he is doing A-OK. Hey, hey uh, Ray, wave to everybody while uh, they're asking about you. Here I am. <laughs> <laughs> he is A-OK. Uh, thanks for asking, uh, Brian. We certainly uh, appreciate that. And, you know, uh, for those who were watching yesterday, you realize that we uh, abruptly ended the show, and it might be Thursdays, two Thursdays in well, a row. Yes, we had technical difficulties. Now, now, last week was not our fault. Yesterday was my fault. <laughs> Today was your well. Look, last week, big of you to stand up and yeah, kind of take listen, the shots for that. I own my my mistakes. Um, not always very easily, but I own them. And, <laughs> So we start. I told the story that I was on a Zoom call. I had a beverage. I was on two Zoom calls, and I knocked over the beverage on my computer, and it was fine up until yesterday when it sat here and overheated because it was running for an hour and a half, and uh, the sugar. I'm assuming got. I don't know. Well, P.S. It's fried. I'm assuming the liquor got to the motherboard, and so uh, thank you to Christine D. Hart. Uh, she had a laptop in a box that she was for her office. Uh, that she's not really working in right now. So uh, we're, we're on a loaner until my computer gets fixed and replaced, uh, which isn't easy because they can't just go to the Apple store. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're a little spoiled, I have to say, that you did share with me that you you feel kind of lost without your... Uh... Oh, no. So I had a, so our Rotary Club does a, a Zoom call. Since we can't meet in person, we're doing Zooms every week, and it's great. Uh, however, running a Zoom call with 20 people is not easy from the phone. Like if, if, when, when you're participating, it's not so bad. You use speaker view and you can swipe. But when you're trying to pay attention, if somebody's got their hand up, right. because there, there are tools to use, but we don't use them. You know, the raise hand and the emotions. <laughs> it's not easy. So um, trying to figure it out. I was using my iPad. My iPad wasn't charging. I had a rough night last night getting yeah. it all done. I had yeah. two Zoom. I made it work. It was great. We had a great time. It's nice to see everybody embracing the technology, including... 92-year-old Herbie Applebaum was on Zoom oh, with us was last he? night. Oh. Like, come on. How cool is him That's and Bunny? Cool. Bunny got him on. You know, his wife's just about the same age, uh, which it's, 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 it's awesome. So uh, I love that we can use this medium to stay in touch. Uh, the club is always is, is trying to step up and help people, which is the first thing Rotarians want to do in nature. Absolutely. So it's great to be able to connect we had visiting Rotarians come on our call, which is That's cool. Nice. Janet really was nice. Janet from another club. We had a friend from Scotland we talked about who's been watching us. So it's, it's cool. Uh, anyway, I'm a little bit better today. I did sleep better. Uh, this is helping. That's good. I, I see. I told you it does help. I might need this in the car. They actually mm -hmm. just came out with one that you put in your car. Linda has not... Uh, checked in yet but uh linda we're gonna have to order up a couple of these because i'm gonna put one in my car too yeah i'm very sensitive when it comes to that stuff i know because uh, well that's why doing the essential oils and not a candle or anything that uh yeah. anything else that gives off that scent is a little more sensitive i'm trying to keep up uh, with waving to people and thank you yeah. for checking <laughs> in uh i see fernan is asking how we're doing and we're doing great uh so far so good fortunately we're all healthy uh, we're just yes. We're practicing our social distancing. Social distancing. Uh, we're trying to get through the day, uh, one day at a time. But we're we're, uh, we're hanging in there. And Dennis Constantino was asking, "Who's bowling? No one is bowling. 
but they are working on the machines today. Yeah. So there's, we have a little background noise. So of which... course, Stan is asking where Jimmy is. <laughs> Stan, Jimmy is making the noise. So I just wanted to bring up that yesterday we started our conversation about the junior gold being canceled. And, um, you know, we did have guests that we wanted to get to right away. So we did say we were going to come back to it. And, um, I think when we talked to Michael Martell, who was with us today, uh, maybe we'll speak to him. Uh, maybe we'll speak to him a little bit about that. I'm sure he can give us some insight. I don't want to get Michael wound up. My, that's the last thing we want is Michael wound up. Why is yes. he going to get wound up about this? No, 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 no. I think he'll be fine. I'm he'll just be fine. Uh, he, he's he's going to be the voice of reason. He usually is. I have to say. So today we've got we've got a great show. So um, Michael Martell. Uh, is with us today. And then we're going to end this show. So we're, we're going to be so excited. We're talking with Michael and talking about bowling and of course his career and where he's been. And uh, we could talk for hours about Michael and with Michael, uh, but then we're going to talk about technology. So we're going to totally bring the happiness down, I think, or we're totally, <laughs> or not the happiness, but um, the tech side of it is important. So we have our IT specialist, Pat Bono with us today, who's been very helpful for us this yes, the last couple of weeks. Uh, and he's, he's got right some tips it. that we should be sharing for business and home. And uh, of course, he's a fellow bowler. Uh, so we'll check in with him. Uh, but you know what? Michael's waiting for us. And I, wa I want to bring Michael in. Uh, awesome. Michael's cool. here, I think, somewhere. Here's Michael. If I know how to use this. <laughs> uh, so not only do we have a new laptop, uh, I am now using a new mouse and keyboard. And uh, I'm still figuring this out. But hi, Michael. Hello, guys. How are you? Yeah, all right. We got it. Uh, one, it's nice to see your smiling face. Uh, how are you? Uh, I'm all right. I'm hanging in there. I first appreciate you guys asking me to be on. This was uh, really cool to get the text from you yesterday asking me. So thank you. Uh, no, thank I'm doing you. all right. I'm hanging in there. So, so you're uh, you're not here at home. Uh, you're not in Brooklyn. You are uh, back at school. Uh, tell us about where you are and what you're doing. Uh, right now, I'm currently in Chicago, and I'm playing lots of video games to keep myself sane. Uh, <laughs> I haven't thrown a ball since March 10th when my World Series of Bowling ended, and so uh, it's been pretty crazy. I'm sitting here playing video games, wishing I could throw a bowling ball, and other than that, there's really not much to do. So, uh, What's the go-to game right now? MLB The Show, 100%. As much as that game drives me insane when I can't hit the ball, I continue to play it day in, day out. So. I, I, you know, it's it's funny of all these things. I haven't dove into video games. It's mm -hmm. the one thing that I haven't done while we're. Yeah, in, I've been watching way too much TV, drinking, doing this stuff. <laughs> right, I, I don't really we'll know. We'll do it together. Oh, right, we're in. <laughs> uh, and I, I even tried to get my hands on a Nintendo Switch, and yeah, that's not happening. Impossible. You can't <laughs> find them. Uh, and I felt bad because my nephew offered, hey, we, let's play together. And I'm like, uh, yeah, no. I normally yeah, yeah, it'd be great. <laughs> that's not, that's not going to happen. So, Michael. You have had, uh, I would say, the last couple of years. You really uh, had a you've had a great career in the last couple of years, which is only growing. So, but I want to I want to go back first. So, Michael, hometown boy uh, from Brooklyn, uh, he's been bold in our center. Uh, made, grew up in Maple Lanes, and I've and Nazareth could say the same thing. We've loved watching you grow up uh, and be where you are today. Uh, however, I do, and you know. I was going to ask mom for a video or a photo, <laughs> but I didn't. And uh, hello to hello to Nicole. I love He's you, Nicole. He's definitely watching. So uh, <laughs> she hears you. 
the biggest uh, mom. Uh, she's got two great kids, and she's the biggest fan. Absolutely. And uh, if it wasn't for her, we wouldn't have youth bowling in, in this in the city, along with what we do. And we appreciate that. And you, you, I know you do too. Uh, but you know, you watching you grow up and bowl. There was this this little this little kid uh, bowling uh, with an unorthodox two hands off the wrong foot. So <laughs> I want to go back. I want you to talk. I want you to reflect because. Your mother and I had this conversation a couple, few weeks ago when Anthony was bowling in the team tournament, and uh, we were laughing and talking about exactly that and where you are today, and I just want to hear it from you. So reflect a little bit about uh, what what you might have thought, where you were, and you know, what, what does that mean to you? Uh, so the easiest way to put it is where I am now is something that, like, obviously I dreamt of when I was a kid, um, but it didn't hit me that it was actually happening until the last couple of months. And to watch where my game started, I haven't seen any videos. We have them in a storage locker on tape somewhere. Um, I haven't really watched any videos from when I was two-handed, but I know that it was funky to watch. It was definitely not the orthodox way, considering I threw it overhand. Um, yeah, it just it was wasn't hard. right. It wasn't right to watch, um, but... I truly believe that if I stayed with that, I never would have gotten to where I am. Uh, the journey I've been on the last five and a half years since I started college bowling, and uh, oh, it's it's been incredible. I still can't believe that I'm doing it. Um, you know, you got to take your lumps sometimes bowling the tour. It's tough, but it's definitely it's definitely a lot of fun. I'm enjoying it. So, well, and and so and I remember watching his little boy bowl, uh, but it wasn't just because. Um, you you started that way because you couldn't hold the ball, right? Like, this point, Michael's Michael's was a little kid. <laughs> uh, you know, he's worked on that. He's been working out, and uh, which is great. Uh, but he was this little, and he couldn't really. And I think that's the misconception with two-handed bowling sometimes, right. where some some kids want to do it because they aspire, because they see right. and Jason then Belmonte. It's just physical. It's physical, and right. for Michael, it was physical. So you have so if you went if you you don't. Um, any, no regret on changing the way you no. – Absolutely not. I would have liked to see how it turned out with me staying two-handed, <laughs> um, but I don't regret switching to one-hand at all. It's, it's helped me develop my game a long ways. So, you know, uh, we've seen a lot of junior bowlers come and go, come through our program, and there definitely is something different about some. There's, there's poise, there's uh, the patience to have, uh, to put the work in. So, and, and I think, honestly, those are two things that set you above a lot of other competitors. Um, so what advice can you give uh, other youth bowlers who to help them develop those, I don't want to call them untangibles, but they're not necessarily a physical part of the game. So I think it makes it harder for them to work on, you know, being poised, knowing how to take losses, um, you know, just that whole other part of the game. What advice? Uh, okay. So to be honest, Frankie knows me. You guys both know me since I was, before I was 10 years old. Um, I didn't always have those qualities. Right. I really exactly. didn't. Uh, we know. <laughs> all, all those those fun days sitting in the corner crying about how poorly I bowled or saying I should have won or this or that. Like, those are, those are honestly the most important moments. It's not about really 
uh, it's not about building. It's about being patient. Uh, the, the more patient you become, yeah, every, every athlete and every sport has to take their lumps. You're going to lose more than you win. It's, it's, it's not possible to win more than you lose. The best bowler of all time, arguably, Walter Ray, has won less than 8% of the tournaments he competed in. So I think that uh, there's always going to be places to grow, but patience is the most important thing. Uh, I've gotten my teeth kicked in for the last nine months bowling the national tour. And I've only had basically two or three solid events. And you know what? I'm enjoying it. I'm learning what I'm doing wrong. And uh, so honestly, there's a there's something that could be said for the parents at a young age more than the athlete. I think it's make sure your kid stays involved. Make sure they, they keep at it. Keep As people would say, keep punching the bag. Uh, the, the parents have more, I think, of an obligation than the kids at a young age. I think as the kids start to grow up, uh, then – it becomes more on them to see if they really want to stay after it. Uh, but I know if it wasn't for my mom, I would not have competed past 13 or 14 years old. Honestly, she kept pushing me and tell, kept telling me you're close, keep doing it. Uh, so if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't have even reached the junior gold level that I heard you guys talking about before, you know? So uh, it's funny that I can kind of relate this to my brother. I'm watching him go through this transition right now. Yeah. And, uh, He's a little hard-headed, reminds me of myself, um, <laughs> and uh, it's interesting trying to help him because I re- he resembles a lot of what I went through before I made that leap into wanting to do it. He's still on the teetering side where he doesn't really want to practice all the time, but when he does, he's lights out, you know, so like it, I'm trying to instill those qualities in him because he's at that age, but it's still something that becomes on the obligation of the bowler. Uh when it comes to physical aspect, it's not really that important. Everybody's game is different. You know, just own what you own. Uh, be your own individual bowler. Uh, don't try and model yourself yourself after anyone. Just just do what you do. And if you work hard enough at your craft, eventually what you do will be good enough. Uh, that's what I'm trying to teach Anthony. His game is a little different than a lot of people, but he, he's gotten pretty far. He's doing really well. He made that show a couple of years ago at Junior Gold. Yep. Uh, he's, he missed last year's match play cut by a pin. Uh, but he's won a bunch of tournaments in the local area. He's averaging over 220 now, which is insane for a 16-year-old. So uh, he's doing his thing. So, yeah, I guess at a young age, it's more of a parent, the parent aspect where they have to take a little bit more responsibility and initiative to push the child to stay in it and stay patient and just let themselves develop. And then when they get to a teenage level, it's it's all on the bowler. So, <laughs> oh, you know, Michael – I love hearing you talk like that because that's that's just a different you you really have and I say this all the time because and I say that to you I remind your mother and I've said it to you yeah. you really have uh, grown into uh, and I, this isn't for, for your ego uh, but it's the truth uh, you've grown Absolutely. into you've blossomed into a, a, a great young man and I want to know what so talk about Anthony and Anthony Anthony's another one he's making his you know what he's he's learning his own and making his way and. Uh, you know, he's ups and downs and very emotional. You've been there along the ride for him. Uh, what is it? What has it done for you in your game? Uh, it's interesting because, like I said, our games are different. And he is a little bit on the more immature side. So it's very tough to get him to focus and settle down. And the patience that I have to take when trying to help him is really, really hard to instill in myself sometimes. I got very frustrated bowling a couple events this year. 
to the point where like I had words with my roommates. I had, I had words with my tour reps. Like it, it, it takes a toll on you. And so I'm even at 22 years old bowling on the tour, I'm going through the same things that he's going through. He's just puts more pressure on himself because he sees youth bowlers all, all over the world, social media, uh, his friends texting him different bowling centers where he bowls league, all putting pressure on him to keep up with a certain level. And so he, uh, he takes a, he takes things a little harder than I do. Uh, but I've really tried to stay on him uh, about, you know, practicing, by the way, I'll give him a shout out for bowling team qualifying and individuals with a broken finger. That was awesome. I pushed him. He didn't want to do it. I pushed him to do it. And then he said, you know what? I'm going to do it. And he went, he, he went to individuals and he threw one shot. He said, I can't do this. He said, I can't bowl. And I said, and my mom called me and she goes, does he bowl? And I was like, yeah, just, just do it. Like, it's five games, four games, whatever it was. If it hurts you, I, I understand. I said, at, being an athlete, because bowlers are athletes at the end of the day, being an athlete, it's tough. Like, you're going to get hurt. You, you got to find a way to do it. And so he bowled that day, and then he went home and was like, I'm going to keep bowling like this. He, yep. drilled a, he, he drilled bowling balls with the wrong with the his pointer finger in the ball, yep. and he bowled team qualifying the next two weekends and absolutely bowled awesome. I don't know how he did it, but <laughs> shout out to him because I don't know if I would have been able to do that. Yeah, so, he actually rolled the ball really well that I know. Day. They sent right. videos. We I know. couldn't believe it. Frankie and I was standing behind him going, <laughs> are you kidding me? I mean, it was really – He was it, acting like nothing was wrong. Yep. The only way yep. you would know something was wrong was if you looked at his hand. Yeah. Yep. So, Absolutely. Big yep. shout out to him. He might be tougher than I am when it comes to that because I don't know if I would have pulled. I would have thrown my first shot at individuals. And I said, wow, I look, I look pretty crazy right now. I'm not going to do this to myself. So shout out to him for doing that. Uh, but I think he needs to work on it's, there's not a lot that he can fix. He's a great spare shooter. He hits the pocket more than anybody I know. I think he just needs to work on his ball roll a little bit and I'm having the same issue right now. So we're going to be practicing a lot together once I move back home. Cause I'll be back home in a few months and we'll just, we'll go from there. We'll build off each other. He, he'll give me a little bit of, of pressure during practices cause he's going to outstrike me. So, but yeah. Uh, I, I gotta show it. So, mom, oh, no, no, you're here. No, no, that's me. We're here. We're here. We're here. Oh, no, 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 here? we're here. We're here. Sorry, we're I here. I lost you for a second. Oh, no. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Send me that picture the other day. There it is. Uh, you know what? Oh, mom came through and shared it. There he is <laughs> at, at Maple Lane's doing his thing. Did uh, she, when did she send you that? Uh, you know, Michael, it doesn't really matter. She sent that to me like two days ago, so it couldn't have been uh, that long ago that she sent that to you. Uh, it was uh, five minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say five ago. minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, I didn't ask her. I didn't ask her. She, she's, she, obviously she's watching. She's listening. So. <laughs> yeah, uh, as a good mom would. Uh, it, it, it's so funny you would talk about Anthony, and this isn't about Anthony, but for a moment, uh, we, we really couldn't – I even said to him, dude, you're throwing the ball better than you were having right. a lot. And you know what? I think I think when you come comes down to it, a lot of times we put so much pressure on ourselves and we try so hard. And you know, you he beat that uh just yet. And his outlook was so different. Yeah, it is what it is. I'm gonna come and bowl. Right. And some I said to him, I said, You need this, you need to act like this on a regular basis because you wouldn't you wouldn't well, put you so know, much pressure. Maybe on his expectations were not as high 
if he had been bowling 100% healthy. Maybe it was just, listen, I'm just going to get through this. I'm going to throw the ball as cleanly as I can. So it kind of took his thought you know, process. Yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, I think he's at that point where he needs to either be mentally tougher or he needs to be relaxed. Some people bowl with intensity and some people bowl really calm. You got to figure out which one fits you. Um, for him, I know he likes to yell and scream and run shots out. <laughs> we, he, he shows it on a daily – he could be bowling league and he'll run a shot out the first frame of the first game. That's how he is. But at the same time, I don't think that that's going to get him to that next level. I think being relaxed will. And I think he bowled team relaxed for the most part. It was different for him. And, like, it, it has to do with expectations. And, you know, when he sets his expectations through the roof, yep. like Frankie said, is, is the nerves kick in and – it's harder to, to make your shot. Yep. Uh, so maybe that's something if he's listening, he should think about uh, <laughs> a little more on the calm side and uh, trying to let the score come to him a little bit more rather than like pressing on every shot and using all of his emotion, every frame. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, Anthony, if you're listening, <clears throat> and you, you, I know he listens to you, so which which is great. Listen, if you throw a strike, act like a pitcher, not a bowler. Yeah, act like a pitcher. That's true. I will say he listens. He listens really well to me, especially the last couple of months, because this was supposed to be a big year for him with Junior Gold and individuals. Uh, this was supposed to be a big year for him, so I'm sorry that it's not going to happen the way he wanted it to. But he he's listened to me a lot, so he's come a long way. Uh, and he's going to continue. He's going to continue to grow, which is which yeah. is good. Yeah. Uh, and he needs the support system. Hey, so talk a little. So now uh, you leave home, you go away to college, uh, and you're bowling for college. Uh, talk about that experience. It was interesting at first. We'll say that I grew up being a singles bowler. I, the only team competition I bowled was either states or league. Um, I, so I grew up a singles bowler. I get to college, and I was a small fish in a big pond because I really wasn't all that I was great at home but I wasn't great on a national level when I left um so I got to college and a, a nice little shout out to Danny Hayes was my coach there he transformed my game in four years more than anything I could have imagined um but I got there and I was the eighth I had just made the varsity team I was the eighth best bowler I wasn't that great um I think I bowled 15 games out of a possible 60 my freshman year didn't bowl very much I averaged like 190 uh, but that whole year, he kicked my teeth in and said, if you want to get good, he goes, I see you want it. He goes, but you got to prove it to me. He goes, this is what you got to do to get better. And he timing, rhythm, balance, all these things that we worked on for eight months. And I get to nationals that year, and they couldn't take me out of the lineup because I didn't miss. And the only, my, the one one of the shots I missed the whole week, uh, I think I only missed a couple times. I needed a, I needed a hit in the ninth frame of the sixth game, the, like a match or two before the show to push it to seven against Wichita and I missed the head pin. And uh, that moment taught me a lot and helped me going forward through college uh, about, you know, trying to own the moment, not thinking about your surroundings or, you know, what the score is, whatever, just focus on your shot. Um, my sophomore year, I got told I was a very selfish player because I knew I had gotten better. And now I'll admit that I was like, I, I worried about all tournament teams and individual stats and all that kind of stuff. And so I was averaging about 207 that year, which was pretty good. Um, that was high on the team. But at the same time, I was taken away from the, the morale and the chemistry of the team by being selfish. And so we got to nationals, and the entire team just kind of fell apart. We lost 
two matches really quickly to get eliminated and everything just kind of fell off the fell off the track that year. We come back the next year, everybody regroups. We all grew up over the summer for five months and we we finally put a group of eight together that knew how to work together and unselfishly carried us to a, a TV finals. We ended up losing on TV. That kind of hurt a little bit, but that was the best year we had. Chemistry-wise, as a team, that was the strongest group of eight bowlers I've ever bowled with in my life. Uh, my senior year, we all kind of bowled for individual statistics, assuming that we would make nationals again, and we ended up missing nationals as the number one team in the country. Uh, so I put a halt to my college career pretty quickly. Um, but that taught I think that taught me probably the biggest lesson was that you can't take anything for granted. Uh, we, we showed up that weekend assuming that just based on our talent, we'd make it, and we didn't miss by much, but uh, we missed. And, you know, we picked the wrong time to have a lazy, unfocused weekend. So college bowling was great. Uh, anybody that enjoys team competition or enjoys shooting spares, um, go bowl in college. Uh, it's, <laughs> definitely, it's definitely a good experience. Uh, you learn how to work with a team really well, learn how to be unselfish, focus on other people. And when it's your time to shine, you shine. Uh, college bowling was great. I loved it. So. So how much do you think that college bowling played into your uh, progression to the pro tour? Do you think it helped? Do you think it helped a little? I don't think I would have made any stride towards bowling the tour if I didn't bowl in college. Uh, I got myself hooked up with, with Danny, like I said, DJ Hayes. And uh, he coached Marshall Kent. He coached a couple of other PBA champions in the past. He works personally with DeAndra Asbady. Uh, he by far has the best naked eye for the physical game that I've ever seen. He can spot you from a mile away what you're doing wrong. He could be behind the machines fixing something because he's the, the GM of the bowling center. He could be up behind the machine fixing something. He'll come out and tell you, I saw your elbow was out on that one. But <laughs> he could be a mile away and he'll spot it. He's, he's incredible. Um I don't think I would have been able to reach that level if I didn't go and bowl in college and specifically at Robert Morris, because I don't think I would have been able to tolerate other coaches if they treated me that way, because he also treated me like his own kid at the same time. So he took care of me and make, because he knew I was on my own. He took care of me, made sure that, you know, I, I stuck it out because freshman year was tough, not bowling and, and learning and watching all these other kids have success. And I'm not, it was tough. So he protected me, made sure I was learning and growing, and, and he made me realize that that was the right place for me. And I don't think I would have made any strides towards bowling on the tour if it wasn't for him. So, okay. great. Uh, what's your major? Accounting. I should have known. Nice fallback I... <laughs> option for me if uh, bowling is not going to work out. I mean, I'll give it a few years, and luckily I have a great support system and, you know, someone who takes care of me fi financially as well when I bowl. So, uh, and I have some sponsors that, that really help out. So if bowling in a few years is not working itself out, although I don't think that will be the case, <laughs> um, I, I have to assume that I'm going to continue trending in the right direction while I'm learning. Um, so if it ends up not working out, I can settle down, get a job. I know a lot of people in the tri-state area that can get me a solid job, and we'll go from there. But, yeah, I don't want that to be the case. So, 
what, what, what was that moment that said, you know what, I'm going to go do it. And now in, in backtrack slightly, cause you, you've always been the one that says, I'm going to go bowl team trials. I'm going to go bowl this event. And, and you set yourself goals. Uh, you and I had this running, this running joke at junior gold. You're going to put that medal around my neck and, and I'm going to make junior team every year. He had that goal. Uh, I just want, I, I want, I want that. Uh, and so it came later. So team USA, that's one whole experience. We'll come back to that. Um, but what was the moment that said, you know what? I'm now gonna I'm gonna go bowl on tour. What was that magic? I it was something that I always wanted to do. Growing up, I enjoy I loved watching bowling on Sundays. I'd bowl Sunday morning with a child with my dad at eleven AM. I'd make sure I was done with my three games by one o'clock so I could go sit in the lounge and watch the TV show every single Sunday. So like I think from a young age it was something that I always wanted to do. Um I never really doubted the fact that I would give it an attempt. But with how my senior year of college bowling went, I, I averaged 216, I believe. I won two Tier 1 events. I was runner-up for Player of the Year, and I was a first-team All-American. And so with that year trending the way it did, when we missed Nationals, I actually got my tour card a week later before the collegiate season. Our season had ended, but before Nationals had even taken place, I bought my tour card. I went to the Masters as a PBA member for my first event. Um, I, I made match play for the first time at the Masters. I finished 14th. Uh, so I think that whole couple of months, I won a really big event a couple weeks prior to that called the Fusion Realtors Open for $5,000 in Iowa. Uh, so all of those things coming together kind of pushed me to say I'm going to do it. And once I, once I knew money was in the right place and everything like that, I just went and started paying my entries. I bowled all, I bowled all summer. And even though I struggled, I knew it was the right decision. So. And uh, team USA, you finally get to wear the Jersey. Man, I, I still don't believe that it's been three months and I still don't believe that that happened. I uh, making junior team, you were there for that. You kept telling me, calm down. It's fine. You're, you're fine. <laughs> that whole, that whole conversation, that whole dialogue we had for about an hour while I waited for the announcement. Um, that, that week was, was crazy because I didn't expect to bowl as well as I did. I'd never made match play junior gold. I make match play. I finished third. I get my spot on junior team. I really didn't. I thought that was it. I thought that was a one and done. I knew I couldn't make the junior team again. Uh, so I really didn't think I was, you know, ever, I was always bowling well at trials, but I was never in the top 15. I was always about 20th through 25th, which is obviously too far down the list to get selected. Um, but I went to trials this year and I, I really don't know where the mindset came from, but I just stayed really patient. I didn't try and throw a lot of strikes. They put out much tougher patterns this year. So two teen a game was acceptable. Um, and I, my lowest block of the week was 111 over. So uh, I'm making, I made Team USA this year. They actually just made the announcement this week. I, I'm sure you saw it, that I'm on Team USA for next year because of all of the COVID-19 stuff. So now I'll be technically a two-time member. It's still <laughs> surreal. Can't, can't under, I can't comprehend how or why it happened, but I'm definitely not complaining. I'm not going to give it back. So, Yeah, we were standing uh, at the – when you made Junior Team USA, we were standing on the concourse. Um, was that Detroit? Uh, Cleveland. Where were we? Cleveland. 
Yes. Standing at the, standing on the concourse by the front counter. And uh, there was, there were some issues happening and conversations and everybody's trying to understand what's happening. Um, and I just looked at him and I was like, dude, can you just, you need to, <laughs> old Michael showed up at that moment. He was frantic. He was excited. I was pacing, I was pacing around the bowling center. He wanted it so hard. And at, at one moment, the best got to you because you got upset because you thought it wasn't, it, it didn't happen. Uh, and then I said, again, I looked at you and I said, Michael, just relax. I'll, I'll, I ran away. I came back. And, uh, but then to see that, that smile, uh, it was awesome. Uh, and, and then now here you are, you set, again, setting goals is so important. Yeah, absolutely. To, attainable goal. Attainable, that's yeah. exactly oh, where I was going to go with that. Attainable goals. That's the most important thing. If they're not attainable, they're, you're putting yourself too far out of reach. Yep. Yeah. Yep. The only attainable goal you were so close, I know, uh, was the, the winning junior gold. The show. Uh, Making the, the show. show. Uh, and I mean, it was awesome because uh, he just, he, I'm going to make the show. I'm going to make the show. I'm going to make the show. And so close. And then, of course, your brother beats you to it, which is awesome. Oh, Listen, that, that I, an awesome moment. <laughs> that was a great That was a great moment for him. I And if you noticed, the, the, the night before, I was upset. Before I got to go watch his show, I was upset. I was like, wow, I, I didn't bowl well this week, you know, whatever it was. And the first person in the bowling center sitting behind him the next morning was me. And I was yelling as loud as I could because I needed him to not focus about the show and just do his thing. And he bowled awesome. He really had a shot to win that. Yeah. I, was, I wasn't I was upset that he lost. Uh, I was upset at how he lost, uh, but he bowled awesome. And can't take that away from him. Yeah. But, yeah, that, that Cleveland experience was uh, – was interesting because going into the week, I knew that I needed to make the show to, to, to lock up being on the junior team. And at one point during uh, the first cashers round, I believe I had jumped to second. And so I was with like two games to go. I knew I, I was in the spot for the automatic team. And I bowled 155 my last game to go from second to sixth to miss the automatic team. And I was like, all right, now I just got to make the show. Like, that's it. I got to make the show. And uh, I, the first match I bowled against Cortez, and he chopped a spare for me to win. And I looked at Frank. I said, all right, we got this. That's my brain. I'm in. And he's just laughing, talking to my parents, whatever. And I ran it all the way to the end of the winner's bracket. Wesley Lowe beat me twice. And I, I felt like my world ended because I did not think I was going to make it. I got, mathematically, I was the seventh guy in six make it. So I didn't think I was going to make it. And he's literally yelling at me, just calm down. You're fine. Calm down. I <laughs> Yeah, that was a cool moment. So, and once again, a, a great experience that you pass on to your brother. Yeah, uh, and then and you learn. So now here we are bowling on the PBA tour, uh, and you have you have all that experience that you can use uh, for, for for to move forward, right? Which is awesome. Uh, and now yes. you just had some awesome success uh, out out on the tour. You had an awesome week. Uh, talk a little bit about what was going on in Michael's head. Uh, are you referring to the the World Series? The World or, Series, yeah. Okay, so right before all this happened, right before. Yeah, so I'll go back two weeks prior to that, just for a second. I, I finished twentieth at the U.S. Open. That was the first cut I made this year. That was the first match play appearance I had. So I, I felt pretty confident going into Indy and in the World Series, and then I caught another check in Indy, and I felt I felt good. I felt like especially because it's Las Vegas and the lefties really tend to bowl well there. I felt like I was set up for a really good week. Uh, we bowled the Cheetah Championship, and I actually started with the wrong game plan. 
I stayed with it too long. I was in like second or third to last after the first five games. And I, I sat down with a couple of different people that I hadn't really talked to that week. I tried to come mm-hmm. up with a, a more intelligent game plan to keep myself out of trouble. Even if I didn't bowl well, I just wanted to know that I tried other things. I ended up bowling 340 over for the next five games with nice. eight with 865 the last three. I don't really know where I pulled that one from. <laughs> um, I was able to the first game, I only bowled two teen, and I was like, all right, like if I bowl two teen every game, I'll probably move up 20 or 30 spots. Like it's tolerable, puts me in a fighting position for the world championship. It's fine. The next game, I started with the first seven, I bowled 250. It's like, wow, it's more than two teen. Okay. And then I bowled 300. And I threw the last one really good. And then before I knew it, I had the front nine the next game again. And it was kind of just like I was going through the motions. And the I got really nervous in the 10th frame because I looked up and I had 21 in a row. And I, I panicked. <laughs> I caught two breaks to bowl 300 again. And I was like, wow, don't count me out of the cut yet. Like I'm, I'm, I went from 117th to 25th with a game to go. Wow. And the last game I bowled 265. And went from 25th to 20th. Um, I only missed a cut by about 10 pins, which was crazy, which I can't be upset about. Like, that was an insane comeback. The rest of the week was a big struggle. I didn't see the lanes the right way. Uh, I wasn't throwing it all that great either. My hand was really far around it, which obviously is my miss for the most part. Um, Something I really was looking forward to working on while I was home for the two months without bowling. Um, But... Now I'm stuck in an apartment and I haven't put my hand on a ball since. So uh, at least I know what I need to fix, you know, but uh, yeah, World Series, I learned a lot about, about lane play and, you know, bowling on the fresh twice and bowling with Jason Belmonte was interesting. Uh, he's a great guy. He, he was really cool. I was, when I was bowling well, he was awesome. When I was struggling, he was actually trying to help me see the lane better. And so anybody that thinks he's intimidating because he's a great bowler, think otherwise he's he's awesome he's a great guy um but yeah i learned a lot that week uh as i've been doing all year uh so hopefully if the summer tour kicks up i don't know if it'll start on time but i'm hoping i'm hoping it starts eventually uh when it does i'm looking forward to putting all the pieces together so you want to ask him what you goals? Mm-hmm. Uh, so <laughs> what um what do you, uh, what words of wisdom might you have for uh, even your brother who is disappointed about the junior gold situation this year? Uh, word of wisdom, I would say take the time that you're getting off to really build on what your weaknesses are and make your weaknesses your strengths. Whether it's seeing the lane better, which I'm still getting better at, uh, or working on something physical. I know it's hard to practice the physical stuff right now, but if there's videos you can watch, watch YouTube videos, go, go watch old PBA shows. That's what I've been doing. Um, go watch some flow bowling clips, even some old videos of yourself. Just find out, you know, what is stopping you from reaching that next level and make sure that the minute you can step back on the lanes, you have a, a, an attack plan to fix whatever your issues are. Um, from the mental aspect, I would say don't get discouraged that there's no junior gold. I know there are kids that are aging out, and I apologize to those that are going through that. I also know college athletes that with collegiate nationals getting canceled, yeah. were not able to bowl their last nationals event that I was actually supposed to coach because I was coaching a college team this year. Um, I know I know it's it's it stinks, and I know that you feel like you're missing out on something, but there is always a reason behind everything that happens. So 
this is setting you up for some kind of bigger agenda going forward and take the, take the loss while you can now, because there's going to be a lot of success coming after that. So the guys that couldn't bowl junior gold team masters are still on the schedule. It got rescheduled for August. Go and crush that. Use, use your time to prepare for that. Go and crush that event or go and crush the next SYC that comes up. Find something that you can take as a positive from having all this time off. Great. That's great advice. Thank you. Thank while, you. While, parents, while parents are saving money, we're spending your money uh, <laughs> by going to bowl something else. But it's true. I, that, that, that's great advice. And and th- there are there will be plenty of opportunities. Yeah. Uh, and and 2021, before we know it, we'll be qualifying and getting ready for for the next one. So, yeah, uh, we're gonna. Uh, that's another one we should we need to clip and send to all of our uh, yeah. send to all of our kids. Yeah. Uh, hey, Michael. Thank you so much for. Of popping in and joining us today anytime you uh, hey it, the line is always open yeah absolutely. <laughs> i would love to come back and do it again if you guys ever are interested i'm, I'm always interested so if you need someone i am always here i like awesome. it and you know what you know what we, we'll bring him in as a co-host we'll make him uh yeah. be, be part of be part yeah, of the team i love that you, you're I would, in i would absolutely love to do that honestly cool. okay you're yeah. in we, we got you uh right. keep the phone on sounds yeah. like a plan all right thank you michael we'll Thank see you, you soon michael. Thank you, guys. Well. Thank Stay you. Well. He really has become uh, – he's grown up, and I, I think it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, it's good. It's, you know, you like to see that. Uh, and his mom, Nicole, his mom, Nicole, is uh, – she does the right things, and she's raised two boys who are amazing. And like you said, you know, they're growing, and they're learning, and – Michael had to go through it and Anthony's going through it. But, you know, if you if you're teaching them the right things the right way, eventually they grow up. Look at that. Look at that. Can't believe it. <laughs> hey, uh, so uh, we also our, ne- our next guest today is our uh, IT specialist. And Pat's been uh, been very helpful, not only for, for his cl- other clients, but he's been helpful for us to get up and running. Uh, Pat Fono. Uh, Aurora Computer. Hi, Pat. Hi. Hi there, guys. How are you? Good. And yourself? We're, we are. We are hanging. Where we? Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> every day is a new few, challenge. He's one of the few that's seen the inner sanctum. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we don't let anybody in, but we we did <laughs> let Pat in this week. And uh, thank you. First, uh, I have to say, he did get the shout out when we were starting this. Uh, the same day, the day episode one, I said, you know. Uh, we're on at the other end of the bowling center. I'm a little concerned about the Wi-Fi. And he goes, no, don't be concerned. There are no issues. We came in. He reboot, set us all up, and we appreciate that. And then um, the other day, you know, in our regular maintenance here, we're rebooting the computers and lanes. And went to go reboot the computers, and uh, we got the black screen of death. Uh, and usually we panic because we're up and running, and we can't. So fortunately, uh, you make the call. He gets on the phone with Brunswick, and here we are. We're up and running again. Uh, so thank you, Pat. I, I actually, Frank, uh, I'm still waiting for the call back from Brunswick. Oh, okay. Well, uh, we're up and running. <laughs> You're up. I fixed it. it yeah, you fixed it. But we uh, obviously our backup, we've got a couple of things, but we'll get there. That's the, Right now, that's the least of our issues. Correct. Uh, so, one, we know you're holding up all right. Uh, you haven't killed Lori yet. No, no. <laughs> I, we've been working like normal, so. 
<laughs> That's great. And uh, as essential workers, it's a good thing. Uh, yeah. Poor Carolyn uh, is, is is home. I think she's go the one that's going stir crazy. Yeah, she's taking the being not essential uh, not well. <laughs> <laughs> she's taking it personally. She's taking it personally. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> hey, talk a, talk a little talk talk to us a little about what what you're seeing. So in this time, we've got businesses that are open and closed. You've got a lot of different clients. Uh, and so, hey, what kind of what kind of calls are you getting? What what are you seeing with, with those that are open? Uh, you could see either or open or closed. Uh, what kind of issues are you, you dealing with that you think uh, uh, that are certainly important for people to be aware of? And maybe if it's something that they might not even realize they have yeah. at the same time. Uh, the the main thing is that uh, probably it started the first week in March. Uh, people started panicking. They started hearing, you know, possibly of the lockdown and s such like that. Uh, they, um, some of them were early on in saying, you know, people stay at home because somebody was in contact with somebody that had Corona, got yeah. confirmed case. So everybody was rushing to do uh, remote access from home. Uh, yeah, we yeah. onboarded over 300 people in March and the first week in April uh, yeah. uh, for yeah, people to remote yeah. in. Uh, the biggest challenge sometimes has been um, people at home, their internet is not up to par and they, you know, they try to use their Wi-Fi and they're using different technologies to boost their Wi-Fi. And some of it is just doesn't hold up. They, you know, it's consumer um, you know, uh, products that they're using in their homes. And it really just doesn't um, work with, you know, a persistent connection. Um, the challenge is that people, to try to make people understand that, um, you know, they, I get this thing, well, you know, my daughter's on with her iPad, no problem. I, you know, my son's on the internet all the time, no problem. The The issue is that, those are just static things that they're pulling down. With a remote session, it's a persistent, constant connection to your computer in the office. So with that type of persistent connection, it's you need good Wi-Fi, you need good, you know, internet access. So that seems to be we've we've had to boost. Uh, we've been asked by clients to go to employees' homes to uh, improve the Wi-Fi situation or the network situation so they're able to, to log in, so. So what does that generally entail? Is that maybe changing a router or? Uh, sometimes it's changing a router. Sometimes it's uh, asking them to um, oh, hardwire in as opposed to doing wireless because wireless, um, there's a, a lot of uh, variables to making the wireless really work well. And um, we, we've had this problem several years ago at RABS where, you know, early on we put on put in Wi-Fi that was available and there's a, a frequency of 2.4 that we put in. And then over the years, more and more people in the area started getting 2.4, the neighbors and such like that. And that 2.4 is very limited as to the, to the how many, you know, channels you can have, how many people. And what was happening at RABS, especially, they couldn't, the, it, the Wi Fi started to be totally useless. So we had to upgrade to the 5G um, uh, frequency, and that helped. And that 
also is the problem that we've had with people in at home. They're using older laptops. They're using older um, routers that don't uh, support the, the higher uh, frequency or the new technology. And that's where the problems lie. But we, we've had to you know, ask people to hardwire in to improve their situation. Yeah, I guess it depends on the service and where you're at too, yeah. uh, especially so, in, in multi-dwellings. Um, so as far a business that's not open right now, um, and it, I think we t sometimes we take for granted, it would be very easy for us not to come here at all, right? Not to come here and just, you know, let, the, let it be. And you can't do that. It doesn't, it doesn't work that way. Even if we weren't doing this, we'd be coming in doing some things. What, what piece of advice for a closed business would you give uh, to make sure that when we got to turn lights on, we're ready to rock and roll? Because again, I think people take it for granted. All right, we'll just shut everything down. Uh, but it's easier said than done. Yeah, you, you actually should have been keeping the, the, all that stuff up and running anyway, because, uh, you know, the, a lot of times you do more damage by shutting the thing off, you know, cooling a system and then bringing it back, heating it back up. That can cause issues. So, uh, you know, if they know that they're going to start, you know, May 16th and go back in, you should really go in a week before and turn everything on, test everything, make sure that those things are working. because. Uh, last, I think it was last Friday, there was a lot of power outages. We got a lot of calls on Monday that there was issues, um, you know, uh, power outages, even little brownouts or something like that can play havoc uh, with networking equipment. So it's it would be prudent to make sure everything's working before time. And for most of our clients, uh, we, you know, we monitor their system so we know, you know, especially their service, we know when they're up, when they're down. Uh, we notify clients to go and turn their servers back on if there was a, a power issue, uh, you know, at work. That was the first question you asked me. Hey, did you lose power the other night? Right. But based on our systems, I could we could tell when we lose power. Right, right. It's a little different because we're not here. Uh, but I don't I don't See. believe that was the issue because we were able to get up and running. But again, it could have blipped not know, come back on and then start, you know, just be sitting waiting for us yeah. to go and run. So I, I that that's great advice. So anybody listening, keep your machines running, uh, but make sure you're, you're ready to roll. I, I would imagine you and your team will be ready to uh, to go out uh, right before uh, the opening. Uh, whatever phase somebody's going to be opening, right. in, uh, you'll be ready to rock and roll. Uh, so, yeah, absolutely. We're, we're ready. Uh, you know, the other problem is that, uh, you know, it's not so much people in their homes, you know, or sometimes it's really the internet. The internet actually, you know, Microsoft started cutting back on their services. Uh, they uh, they were scaling back on, you know, synchronizations and stuff, Google, YouTube. They all started having problems because of over demand for uh, services. So I, I can imagine that when this is all said and done, there's gonna be congressional hearings as to, you know, why, you know, the internet, you know, didn't hold up and, you know, they're going to have to build up, you know, bigger, you know, infrastructure, you know, to handle something like this again. That's interesting. I think we have been talking about the use of the, so on the platform that we're using, 
uh, you know, we've had some technical difficulties because lots of people are using these platforms yep. to do what we're doing. So initially we had a couple of issues, uh, but it's since, since last week, it's been, it looks like they've either upgraded their servers, they've made preparations. I no longer have the warning so, bar uh, right, right. Uh, that it might On slow Tuesdays down. And Thursdays. I mean, I don't want to jinx it, but it's, <laughs> it's been okay, uh, which is great. I mean, people are doing this from home, right? So more Zoom calls, uh, working from home, what kind of, what are you experiencing? And people don't have, you can't just go on Amazon and place an order right now. You can, but you don't have access to everything. I think that's also the other challenge. So how do you, how are you helping those clients that are, hey, hey, Pat, I need a machine. I need a, a webcam. Uh, are you seeing a lot of that? Uh, yes. Uh, we had a hard time keeping uh, laptops in stock uh, all through March. I can't tell you how many laptops uh, I provided for clients. Um, but, uh, the, you know, the shipping has been delayed. Shipping has been delayed. Prices are going up. I don't know if this company is somewhat gouging prices, you know, at this point or just low supply. So it's, uh, the old, you know, supply and demand, uh, issue. Uh, but, um, we, we try to keep pretty well stocked. I mean, right now I probably have about 20 computers in stock. Uh, laptops. I'm waiting for for a couple of laptops to walk through the door now, um, but uh, it's 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 hard. Uh, the the other demand was when first you know this all happened was webcams. You can't get webcams. They they're it's ridiculous. I kind of thought outside the box and uh, found some old uh, uh, webcams that were able to use. They're not the greatest quality, but they actually you know, do the yeah, job. Yeah, so uh, I do have, you know, probably uh, two dozen in stock and they're, they're available. So, but uh, the, those, the laptops and webcams seem to have been the, um, excuse me, um, the, the most, uh, most problems. Anybody with a new machine, it's built in, but at the same time, not everybody's got a new machine. So uh, that's, it certainly makes sense. Uh, yeah, the price gouging, I bet you, is going to be another legal issue at some point uh, after all this is done. So it'll be interesting to see how that 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 unfolds. So the internet, um, there big th big three big things: the internet, insurance companies, and price gouging. It's going to be the largest filings of lawsuits after all this is done. Yeah, or being filed. Uh, your business clients now working from home, and in small business. Many of us aren't really prepared to just work from home. You might have a laptop or, or right. a desktop at home, and that's great. So, you know, there are services, log me in. Uh, what is, what's the most common thing that you're seeing from a small business owner uh, that realize I'm not prepared to really be working from home? Yeah, you know, uh, we have a large clientele of CPAs. They were the most prepared for this type of situation because over the years, we've, we've uh, helped them prepare for tax season and the snowstorms that can occur and you know people having to work from home to meet the de tax deadlines so you know i would tell people you know check with their you know see how their their cpas are, are uh, you know prepared for it uh, but our cpas we very little interruption because they were already set for it. They, you know, they knew the issues over the years that they needed to get their tax returns done. So they were the most prepared. But, um, 
you know, uh, we we found, um, you know, lo logged me in and uh, now logged me in, bought a whole bunch of other, you know, remote software companies. They they increased their price tremendously. And, you know, like to, to get on with one computer, one of them, it's like four hundred dollars. So for, you know, for a, a small business that had five and six people that needed to remote in, you know, you're talking a couple of grand at a point that these people are looking at reduced revenues because of a lockdown. So how do you, you know, yeah. we tried to do the right thing by, by clients. So we found a, we found a, a service that was much, much cheaper uh, for them. And we set up a, you know, an account and we, you know, started setting everybody up. We, we have over, you know, 200 people just on that. And then the other ones we set up with VPNs that were already prepared for it. And the VPN is a better yeah, experience, like but it takes a little setup time like to do that. We use both. We use both at times, um, but again, it's it's not the easiest thing. Do you think that the 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 increase in pricing has to do with the fact that they, maybe they just can't handle <laughs> too many more users on the platform? Uh, yeah. No, I don't. I don't yeah. think so. I think it's just that they they you know they they started out with all these these uh, remote software companies started giving it away and it was, you know, like the bait and switch. They, they started giving it to you for free and then little by little they started charging for it. And now it's, it's like ludicrous price that, uh, you know, they're expecting people to pay for remote access into their system. That's why a VPN is, you know, it's a, usually a one-time charge and, you know, unlimited usage. So. Yeah. Yeah, and, and the other thing for people at home, and now the people at home more often, I think we're, we're the scam, scam calls and emails, yeah. phishing. Uh, for your client, for your regular residential clients or friends, uh, are you hearing a lot more of that? Yes, uh, there, there's a lot going on, uh, and you know the, you know I read the internet, you know things on the internet. It seems to be a somewhat of a conflict with these hackers. Some are saying, "Oh, you know, it's not really right to take advantage of, you know, COVID and entice people and trick people into giving up their passwords or ransomware." Or right, right. But it's okay any other time, just not now. Yeah, it's. It, I guess, and some some just take it like, well, you know, this is an opportunity, so let's take a take advantage of it. So I don't know. I guess there's some sort of scruples amongst some of them. I, I'm not sure, but um, yeah, there, there's an increase of uh, you know you know spam, phishing emails <laughs> that people have to worry about. What we've done in this time, um, we've uh, gone through and. Uh, reviewed the security on people's networks um you know yeah, remotely exactly. of course and uh beefed up security on their networks because of this because when they come back or them remoting in can get themselves infected so you know the other thing is communication between people that have to work that that they say no, nobody works in the office everybody has to work at, you know at home is how do they communicate and uh this is where you know, voice over IP phone systems, um, you know, are a benefit. And I think people are going to realize that, that, you know, to work at home, they also need to communicate with their employees. So, uh, you know, I have one, one, one tech that um, is working from home. Uh, we have them on a, 
a constant stream all day, you know, and it's as if he's, he's here. We can just turn around and talk to him. Um, he has a, a voice over IP phone at home. So he's taking calls, uh, support calls at home. Um, you know, so it, the technology is here to help people work remotely, you know, from home. It, it's uh, a good time. If this was 20 years ago, uh, we'd be in really bad shape as far as, you know, businesses not being able to work. But, you know, we have, you know, all service, organi you know, businesses, you know, insurance, legal, you know, uh, plumbers, uh, electricians, all taking service calls, uh, you know, from distributed, you know, uh, locations because, you know, they don't want to have too many people in the office. So it, it, it works out. You just want to check in on him to make sure he's working. That's why he's on, on the video, right? <laughs> you know, you know that people have that concern. You know, I really don't want people working. You know, employees working from home. I don't know how productive they're going to be, and that is a concern. But the other thing is that you want to kind of work as normal as possible because if you're in an office situation, you know, you can walk by their desks and you know ask them a question. For you to get on a phone call and try to call them, they you know they might be you know there, they may not pick up. You know, are you calling them on their cell? You know, some employees might get offended you calling them on their cell for a business call. So you know, if you can set it up with you know like a constant video chat you know, throughout the day, it works, it works fine. It's, it's as if they, they hear. Yeah. And so in the beginning of all this, we keep talking about social norms and how they're going to change. And, yeah. and, and every day you're going to learn something new, even, even throughout the government's phase plan, you know, these are things you're going to be aware of, but in this space, I think in, in IT, especially big corporations and, and organizations around the world have struggled with uh, having letting people work from home, and now it's it's now. it's almost the new. Before this, it was becoming the new norm, yep. and organizations really struggling with allowing people to work from home because you now lose the culture within. So here we have this pandemic, and it's only going to push the More ability places. for people to work yep. from home. And I, you could argue both sides. It's it's good. It could be productive. I could almost I could argue. Yeah, culture is important for the office, but these tools are great. And how you embrace it can make right. that work. I think it'll change somewhat the way some businesses conduct meetings. Yeah. Or, yeah, I, I do believe that it's going to change it somehow. And and so, how do we prepare? How do we prep small, even just the small businesses, to be able to do more of this? Uh, if this is the, this, it could be the world that we move to. Uh, you still want to get dressed every day. You still, you know, we laugh about that. People. <laughs> People on cam and then, hey, stand up. Are you wearing pants? Are you wear what are you wearing today? <laughs> you might have your ha your half suit on uh, or your Italian suit pants on and and and, and a button down. Uh, it, it it is interesting. Uh, and so Pat, the bet I want a twofold twofold best piece of advice you could give a small business owner in adapting to this uh, adapting to th this new world that we, we're going to be living in. Yeah, a the, the couple of things. One, like I had mentioned, uh, an IP phone system is really a, a good investment. Um, you know, they, they could be, they're not very costly to get into. Believe me, if I, if I told you how much it cost me to put an IP phone system in, uh, you, you wouldn't believe me, but it's, it's really cheap uh, to get into it. 
especially for a small business, you know, maybe, you know, eight, 10 people, not a problem. The other thing is for their business, make sure you have a, uh, an enterprise router that will support VPN. Yeah. And that'll keep your costs down in case you or to have a remote workforce. Because like I said, VPN, it's a one-time cost and you won't have to pay the, you know, the ongoing monthly or weekly or, uh, you know, yearly fees uh, that some of these places are charging, like log me in or go to my PC, which are really the same company now. Yeah, I can't believe my, before all this, when this was going down, we were looking at our credit cards and realizing the subscriptions that we have, everything is subscription-based and it's right. amazing how much it right. costs us to operate. And you go, okay, what can I temporarily shut down? What can I? And so right. these are things that you're looking at, especially uh, your log me in and, 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 and those things, because we use them. Um, you, the IP phone, in some cases, you could actually get them free. I know Verizon has a business program that if, if you're on their system, you could get X phones free. Like To your point, it could be very uh, in a, inexpensive for a business to en enter that piece. And of course there are challenges, but you got to work through them. Yeah. You know, that there's not, you know, it, it's not without its issues because, uh, you know, compared to old Ma Bell, it's still in its infancy, but it, they work, you know, they pretty much work really, really well. So, uh, you know, I highly recommend it, uh, you know, uh, yeah, an IP right, phone yeah. system. Uh, you know, and there's also, you know, sometimes you don't even have, I have a client that uh, law firm needed to have his people work from home, uh, but he still needed to communicate. And um, so we set up a, a real quick IP phone system for him. He didn't have to buy phones or anything because there's apps on the phone that you work with the uh, voice over IP. And he has his people working at home. They have extensions that really relate to the app on their phone. And we got him up and going within a day and he was communicating with his people at home. So, you know, really works well. Yeah, that's great, especially, uh in the last several years, they've introduced legislation where uh, if you are, you can't, you shouldn't be communicating with employees using their personal oh, devices so, right. after work time or not. You know, there, there, there are, and that's only going to continue to grow. So that that's yeah. a, a great, a great point. Yeah, uh, with those things, you can configure them. Like for, for my guys, I don't want them to be bothered after, you know, hours or before the hours. So you, with those type of situations, you set up, you know, schedules. So you know, their phone goes on, do not disturb, you know, at a certain point, you know, at you know, at the end of the day, and it doesn't come on until they, you know, they come into to the office. So, yeah, yeah, I try to be mindful of that, and I think everybody should. And, Naz, for, for any of our team members that are watching, that doesn't apply to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and then, so, great, that's, uh, on a personal note, in, in a house, uh, the average user, what's the best piece of advice that you could pr uh, provide for somebody in their household uh, during these times, or even just in general about making sure they have what they need or they're on top of, of, of their equipment? Yeah, so if they want to be able to um, work from home, they really should look into getting a business class Wi-Fi in their home. You know, we I've had you know, because of everybody trying to work from home, as I mentioned, there's Wi-Fi issues at home. The 
people say, oh, I have an extender or I put an extender in because I wasn't getting it. And, and the extenders, you know, I have great signal to the extender. But, you know, putting in extenders and putting in Wi-Fi routers and such, it's sort of like buying real estate. Every, the key is location, location, location. So, you know, they, they can't have the router out in the garage with the Wi-Fi and them being on the other end of the house or, you know, two flights up and expecting to get great coverage. So, you know, the, you know, the, the thing is prepare, have good Wi-Fi. I mean, you know, I mean, my kids will tell you the Wi-Fi in my house. I got so many, so much Wi-Fi. It's it's ridiculous. <laughs> hey, and then the best piece of advice you could give when somebody gets that phone call and that says, uh, "Hi, this is Microsoft, and your subscription is, is, is up." Yeah, yeah. Well, if you you want to have fun with them, then lead them on. If not, just hang up on them. Yeah. Now, don't say yes or no because uh, they they record that and they can use that against you, right? Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, just hang up. Uh, I depends on my mood. Uh, if I got that call, was it Tuesday? I probably would have been uh, having fun with them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love watching those videos. Yeah. Uh, you know, some of the other things that businesses could do is uh, e-faxing because still some businesses, you know, use faxing. So electronic faxing over the internet is a good way of getting, um, uh, you know, uh, keeping in communication with clients that need to fax documents to you. Uh, it's still being done. So, um, you know, and a lot of it is better HIPAA compliance than trying to, to um, you know, email uh, certain documents. And to that fact, uh, you know, with people now, businesses trying to do get the SBA loans, uh, their accountants or their uh, uh, their bank is requiring a lot of payroll records. So they should be mindful of sending information, payroll information that has social security numbers and, um, uh, you know, addresses of employees out in plain email. It really needs to be encrypted. They should ask their bank or whoever, how do I send this to you encrypted? Yeah, I, I didn't know. Uh, it, it, uh, I remember the days of using efax.com and I wonder if they're being put back in business as a result of this. Yeah, you know, that, that e, you know, efax and uh, Ring Central, both, uh, you know, uh, the ones. Sometimes you can set up your uh, voice over IP systems to do uh, faxing for you. So that's a good way of doing it. That's good to know. Yeah, I, uh, I don't, you know, it's funny. Uh, I don't, I have a scanner at home. I, I barely use it. In the, in this time, a lot of things are electronic. You could do electronic signatures, but some things you want to print and sign. Uh, and so the cool thing is our devices now have some great scanning opportunities. So if you're not scanning, you, you, you could certainly do that. It's yeah. Everybody that has a cell phone really has a scanner because they scan, uh, you know, uh, apps that will scan those documents. They're not, you know, the best like a fax, but they, add, you know, they'll scan that document. They take a picture and they'll create that PDF for you, and you can send it off to them. And we're not talking about taking a photo of your document right. and sending That's it. Actually, thing. using and I think in on if you have an iPhone in Notes, if you go into Notes, you can yeah. do a scan, and it makes it a PDF. So don't send me a picture. Don't don't do your picture. That's not no. what we. You could actually use the scan. It, I think it's great. It's, it makes it a lot easier. Oh, hey hey Pat. 
thank you so much. Thank you, Pat. You really are oh, a welcome. You. We appreciate you dropping in. I dropped uh, so your website into the into the comments. If you have oh. any questions or uh, need some assistance, uh, Pat and his family have uh, lifelong bowlers. Yeah. Uh, and I know, I know, know you know you're not the big bowler in the family, but I, I think <laughs> you're missing it too. Oh, you know, you know, I was telling my son that if it wasn't for going out to lunch on the weekends and bowling, I've been social distancing forever. <laughs> so my only my only social interactions has been at Rab. So I can't wait for you guys to open up again. So uh, it's so true for anybody that's in the IT business, right? Yeah. <laughs> so keep uh, keep safe. Uh, wear your um, your uh, spring uh, COVID uh, fashion uh, outfit <laughs> and have it ready. We like it. You know, uh, somebody did send me a text the other day asking if we could make some Rabs masks. I said, hey, that would be good. So or even some Aurora masks. And, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, hey, thank you so much, Pat. We really appreciate you taking the You're time welcome. today. Uh, you know, hopefully I don't need your services anytime soon, yeah. but you never know. I know where to find you. Okay, it won't take a person. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're the best. Thanks, Pat. We'll Thanks, see you Pat. soon. All right, bye. Uh, you know, <clears throat> if if whether you own a business or you don't, you really could take any of that, all that information, and and make yeah. it relative to what you do at home, yeah. uh, especially during these times. So uh, that's great. Thank you very much, Pat, uh, for sharing, for being, you know, be willing to share. Uh, we talk. Uh, I think we were talking with Linda Barron. Uh, and even with Jacqueline Tacarante, we were talking about sharing information. And in our business community, especially through the chamber, which Pat's a member and he's involved, uh, you make these relationships. Yeah. And I have no, somebody wants to call and ask me my opinion on something. I have well, no problem sharing. sharing. Right, right. I think that's the power to the business community. And so not many people would do what uh, Pat just did here. Uh, and there are other guys out there doing it too. Uh, and he does seminars. He, he's out there. And it's not only promoting his business, but he's sharing yeah. the information that he has. And so we really do appreciate that, Pat. Uh, anybody can t t take a lot out of that. So. Uh, if you didn't have enough information about what you could do from home. Yeah, I think you got it now. <laughs> and, you know, Michael uh, and Michael answered. There was a question yes. in, in the comments about Junior Gold. Perfect. And, uh, Michael, thanks for your, your candid response here. Uh, we, 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 we agree as well. Uh, we're, we're all trying to make the best decisions that we can uh, with the information we have. Absolutely. And it's not just us. In this case, it was USBC and the, the youth team at, at the campus. BPAA is in the same boat. Uh, we're playing it by ear, too, uh, using the information that we have uh, from our governor's office. Uh, so, and every state's going to be different. So, uh, you know, hang in there. We're going to get through it together uh, for sure. Uh, but, hey, you know, we spent a lot of time on here today. And yeah, uh, people, people are still watching us now, which is great. Hard to imagine. Yeah, it is hard <laughs> to imagine. Uh, but we do. So yesterday, uh, before all this um, stuff happened, uh, we were uh, getting ready to show you the pets of the, the pet of the day. Um, and so I want to share. I don't think it actually came through yesterday, but the pet of the day is is kind of the follow up from the the, the day before. Uh, the Rourke family. I was. We were talking about their zoo. And uh, Stephanie just left. She worked for a little bit today. Uh, this is uh, Raisin, <laughs> Raisin and Bandit, who uh, Raisin came first. And when they were getting the second dog, I, I actually call him Oatmeal. 
Because I think it goes better with raisin than than bandit or uh, oatmeal cookie. Uh, this is raisin and bandit playing. It's the, the pets of the day. How cute are they? <laughs> we probably, you know, we should probably offer Kevin. Um, Kevin, you probably could stream this and monetize this. Yeah. There are no sports right now, but maybe this is your way in. We could uh, set up a, a match. I think that's cool. Oh, how cute are they? Raisin ones. Raisin wins. Uh, so raisin's the uh, oh the big the big one, black and white. Yeah. And uh, bandit's the little guy. Raisin won that round. Raisin won that round. <laughs> <laughs> and you know we laughed about the day of the week. Uh, and uh, Naz, the our meme of the day uh, goes relative to the time. Uh, I think Michael Pirro shared this one uh, with us. I'm not counting this year's towards my age. <laughs> I think that's great. That's funny. That's uh, funny. Now, and I feel bad for anybody that's had a birthday during all this. Uh, you know, you, you've celebrated differently. I love watching the drive-bys. Yeah, it's definitely been a different way to celebrate. Yeah. Uh, so we've had plenty of birthday parties that were that were canceled. And I know people are going to reschedule and be just celebrating at a different time. But you really could just say, hey, we're not counting this year. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Tapping out. Tapping out this year. <laughs> uh, Kevin said, yeah, the bookies uh, will take the action, I'm sure. Uh, they're hurting. So, yeah, I'm sure we could we could find someone to take some action on the dogs. Uh, maybe get the, the macaw in there or figure something out. Uh, but you might be onto something. Um, as far as doing a pro shop exhibit, uh, we are doing some work in the shop right now. We're taking this opportunity to uh, – do some uh, cleaning and rearranging, but as soon as we're back up and uh, everything is back in its spot, then we are definitely going to do that. But thank you. Uh, I'm assuming that's Brian for uh, reaching. Yeah, out. it was a, it's a great More idea. Yeah. So that's something uh, we are looking into. It. We're a little behind the scenes there. Uh, we got plenty of time here. We've got to, guys. You heard the breaking news <laughs> yesterday. We were extended for another season here. Uh, yeah. Although it'll still be season one, but we're extended through. Uh, May fifteenth. Right, they've added more episodes. They, they added more episodes. This for more yeah. episodes. You know, when when my brother was on Off Broadway, he was excited to get extended because uh, that meant contracts. There's no contract here. There's, There's no, no contract monetization. So uh, you're, you're stuck with us for another uh, almost uh, thirty days. Uh, and we still want to see you bowling from home. So don't forget, share those with us. There've been some great videos. Um, you know, we we failed. We were going to mention it yesterday, and then we got all sidetracked. Uh, so we're taking we're taking a little bit more of your time today because we, you lost out yesterday. Uh, but we, you know, the, the Staten Island community, the, the Staten Island sports community, and even the Staten Island bowling community lost, lost somebody. This, yep. Yeah, no, uh, lost a a, fig, a great figure, um, a B Victor, and uh, you know she was really a fantastic lady. Uh, the Senior Olympics was, was her dream. It's named for for her, yeah. uh, and uh, you know. We've always been thinking about her. Uh, she lived a long life. Uh, she really did. Yep. Uh, uh, B. Victor passed this past week, and um, she was obviously, as Frankie said, instrumental in starting uh, the Senior Olympics on Staten Island. And uh, so much of the, so many of the other things that go along with it, the involvement of volunteers and the whole process of how that's run. Uh, she was definitely a champion for seniors on Staten Island, and she's going to be missed. You know, 
She was 96, I believe. And, um, you know, she was cooking right up to the end. She was going <laughs> and uh, it's sad. It's a sad loss. And, you know, she's she's definitely going to be missed. Yeah. And, we, and uh, the Senior Olympics will continue in her yeah. honor on memory now. And uh, it, it, it's, it's a great event. And I know our seniors certainly look forward to, oh, yes, to that do. bowling event every September. Uh, and as do we, I look, it's, it is one of my favorite events of the year. Cause we, uh, love it. we, we, we love really it. do. Uh, so uh, you will be missed. Uh, you know, a, a couple of our viewers celebrated an anniversary uh, this week, uh, oh. Michelle and Joe D'Esposito. So happy anniversary. Oh, happy anniversary. To you guys. Um, Happy anniversary. John, John Wilde is a little reminder. I saw some video. I saw a photo. They had uh, they were having dinner together. It was nice. But celebrating oh. their anniversary during this time when we would normally get to see them in the bar having a beer and having it right. Together. Exactly. Uh, so, you know, uh, one day at a time. That's it. Uh, Farnan has a question. We've been answering this as we go along. And so I uh, apologize for repeating. But hey, there, we've got different people here. Uh, Farnan, we have not yet canceled the league bowling season. Uh, we are working on options uh, with your, with our league officers, so stay tuned. Uh, we still are in the land of the unknown. We want to get back up and running as soon as we soon can. As possible. Uh, we, we know that there are going to be limitations, so we're trying to make the uh, assess that as we go. Uh, but we, we've, we're presenting the options to each of the leagues to take it, uh, but we're just not at that point. We have a little bit more time before we can definitively make any decision, whether we cancel, we continue bowling, bowl for a short period of time. Uh, lots of options, uh, and we want to make sure that you, everybody's staying safe and healthy first off, uh, and then we'll we'll take it one uh, bite at a time. Yep. Um, you guys are cooped up at home, so it's the things that you're thinking about, uh, <laughs> and, I, and I know it's not easy, but it, we're, we're doing our best, and uh, we will uh, we'll be in touch as, as we go along. Yeah. So it's Friday, the end of the week. It's the end of the week, although it doesn't, I mean, does it really feel like the end of the week? Every day is the same. It's not, you used to look forward to Friday because Friday meant it was the weekend, it means it was Saturday and Sunday, and a lot of people were off on the weekend, but now you're off every day. So, I mean, other than for us. Yeah, I was going to say, Nez, for Saturday you and I, this is, means yeah. Saturday's exciting for us. It is. Because it's Hall of Fame PBA weekend. It is. Saturday. Saturday. And even outside of me, I want to go back a second. Okay. Back it up. Most people, yes, look forward to the weekends, but we work seven days a week. We, correct. So for the days already right. do <laughs> meld into each other. And I think, and, and anybody that, I think people lose sight of that. People in small business, those people, us, us of us in small business, uh, oh, many yes. have Monday to Friday jobs, but, but most don't. It's a seven day a week thing. Don't get me wrong. We are, we're very fortunate. We do take our time and do what we can, but it is a, a seven day a week yeah. gig for us. So yeah. when Friday comes, I look forward, I first look forward to seeing the kids on the lanes because yes. that's the sign of yes. the weekend and of course a busy time. Right. But yes, it, they do melt. Uh, but as far as what we're doing here, I mean, tomorrow's special. Tomorrow is special. We will have the Bone family joining us, Parker and Leslie, and maybe the kids will be joining us tomorrow. And uh, so if you got any questions for uh, Parker or Leslie, uh, send them in to us. Let us know. And uh, don't forget to tune in tomorrow. Two o'clock will be Two o'clock. Regular time. Uh, we are not deviating at this point. Regular time. Uh Uncle Brian, you're asking uh, this again about the junior team uh, on the page. Uh, we have a separate page for the, the junior gold team. Uh, 
we are in uncharted waters. We're doing the best that we can. As soon as we can get the kids back on the lanes, uh, we're going to ramp up practices and uh, get those kids ready, even though they're not bowling in junior gold in 2020. Uh, there's a 2021 event to look forward to uh, one day at a time. As I can't, it is, uh, we're going to answer the same. I love you all, but we're doing our best here. And so uh, one thing at a time, the more information we have, we'll certainly share it. Correct. But on the page, I did respond to that uh, to the best of our ability at this time. But we'll get we'll get rocking and rolling as soon as we can. And yeah. the, the Junior Gold team, I mean, it's it's an awesome program that we, we've built from, from something small to, to what it is today. And this is to build aspirational value and provide uh, this these groups this group of kids right. the next level of uh, instruction and working together as a team while they're going to do the next, while they're doing competing right. individually. And although it's called, you know, because of the name, uh, it, it's not necessarily uh, just focused on the junior gold tournament. We want these, all of these bowlers that are involved in this team to work on their games, to uh, uh, raise their level, no matter uh, what their competition might be, you know, local tournaments, state tournaments, you know, whatever it is, yeah. you know, uh, it's, uh, that's our, so our priority is get them back in the lanes and work with them and get them ready. Yes. Because uh, as soon as we've been talking, you heard it here. Norm mentioned it first. Uh, we were talking to him. Uh, Michael mentioned it today. Our hands are smaller. We're not going to be fitting into our equipment. So there's going to be yeah. a lot of uh, a lot of changes that we're going to have to work with uh, leading in when we, when we get ready. So please uh, be patient with us. We're doing what we can. That's why we're here. This is day 27 of us bringing live uh entertainment, whatever you want to call this, uh, the inner sanctum of the office to you on Facebook uh, and YouTube. So uh, keep watching. As soon as we know more, we'll be sharing it. It'll be here first. Breaking news happens here. Next. Here. Here's where it happens. This is the... We broke a, a lot of news. We did. I think that I think the, the the community has to know, and they don't always realize That's it. why they tune in every day. It happens right? here first. Um uh, Beth Stanley, uh, thank you for, for saying that. Beth said we're the best. Aww. Um, Miss you, and I know, uh, you know, sadly we won't see each other in July, but I know we'll connect. I, yeah. I, we, we're following you, and, uh, you know, Beth goes live every so often, makes you laugh. Oh, uh, she's a funny lady. She's a funny lady. She is very uh, funny lady. Giving some great tips to our entertainment centers during this time. So uh, thanks, Beth, for watching. Uh, so tomorrow, Pro Bowler Saturday, our show on Sunday, and then a whole new week of live from Rams. I can't wait. I just honestly can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, this has too. been fun. So uh, thanks for watching. Thanks for tuning in. Like and share uh, these videos. If you're on our YouTube page, subscribe. Um, thank you to Michael and Patrick. Thank you very yeah, much. Thank you for popping in. For today, we talked uh, tech and bowling uh, and whatever else came in between. Yeah. We spent a little bit more time with you today, and you're still watching, and we appreciate that. Uh, so we will see you tomorrow, 2 o'clock here, yeah. live on Facebook. Right here. With the Bowen family, the first family of bowling we can call First it. family of bowling. And you know, hey, Nez. That was awesome. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.